Welcome. I'm Warren Odess Gillette, and this is A Baha'i Perspective. Welcome to A Baha'i Perspective. I recorded an interview with Olia Ruhi Zadigan on August 9, 2022. Olia grew up in Iran under the severe persecution of the Iranian Islamic regime after the 1979 revolution. She, along with ten other women, were arrested soon after for being Baha'is. All of her ten women companions were eventually hanged, and Olia believed she was spared so that she could share their story with the world. One of these women was a 16-year-old named Mona, who was arrested for being a teacher at Baha'i children's classes. Olia eventually escaped Iran and published Olia's Story, a survivor's dramatic account of the persecution of Baha'is in revolutionary Iran. Since the release of the book in 1993, exactly 10 years after the execution of her 10 women companions, she has presented herself in over 1,000 public venues telling the story. She wants to write a second book demonstrating how the death of these women allowed her to spread their message of love and unity throughout the world. I started the interview by having Olia describe her life growing up in Iran. I born Baha'i family in Iran, the city called Jahron, very fanatic. I remember when I was six, seven years old, I went to a school and then teacher in the class first, everybody is Muslim here. She said, one non-Muslim here, you are Baha'i, told me that you are untouchable and clean. You cannot mix with the other students. You have to go put in the one chair end of the classroom. And then the teacher mentioned you cannot tap water. You cannot play with the other student. I was just shocked what happened. When I back home, I asked my father, I was very bad today in a school, what is the Baha'i faith? When my father told me that Baha'i faith is uh, independent world religion, founder of Baha'i faith was Baha'u'llah. And we believe all manifestation of God, Abraham, Krishna, Moses, Jesus, Buddha, Rasta, Muhammad. We believe in Baha'u'llah as a manifestation of God for this age and today. And principle of Baha'u'llah is unity of mankind, unity of religion, independent investigation of truth. And my dad said, I love to leave it to yourself. As I was Muslim, my dad said. I search myself to find it Baha'i faith for this age and today. He said that he can't explain everything. He said when I became Baha'i, married as a Baha'i with one family, after a few years, my father attacked and then tortured and then forced him to deny his faith. And he didn't, and my father was tortured very, very bad. That time his wife was pregnant, and then after a few months later, his wife died as well and lost the baby. That day, 
eight Baha'i with father-in-law of my dad in Jahrum were executed. My dad, when his wife passed away and married my mom, mom was Baha'i. Then when I was 12 years old, I went to Shiraz city and they told me that we have to go to see the house of the Bob. I said, who is the Bob? Said Bob is a manifestation of God as well. Bob was like the John the Baptist. Suddenly my father started to pray. Thousand people attacked to this house. I tried to stop people. Why you destroy this beautiful house? As a 12 years old child, I feel very, very peacefully. I tried to stop people. My grandfather said, don't, don't say anything. We came out. That broke in my heart. I start that time to searching about Baha'i faith. So your father and mother became caretakers of the house of the Bab? Yes. They moved 1980 to 1982. He was the custodian for the House of the Bob. And for our listeners' sake, you were explaining that the Bob is the forerunner of Baha'u'llah in the Baha'i faith. And we consider him a manifestation of God just as we do Baha'u'llah. So how old were you when the House of the Bob was attacked by fanatics? I was 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Later, the house always was attacked, but it still was not bad until when uh, revolution happened. So you're referring to the revolution that occurred in 1979, in which the Shah was toppled and Khomeini came into power. Exactly. When Khomeini came to power, he announced that all people in Iran has got right freedom. All Baha'i be very happy because they mention about his law. After his power established, he start to burn house of the people, Baha'i. That time I was married, I had children, three children I had, home was in Shiraz. So I video when the Baha'i's house was burning, I recorded make people homeless. I start also to sack Baha'i. They used to working. My job was working for office for oil company. My husband was mechanical engineer, 32 years, was working for oil company. Not only me and my husband, all Baha'is around Iran sack their job because government said if you deny your faith become Muslim you can have job but we didn't and then stop boys pensions stop Baha'i youth they don't allow them go to college university in that time one my son was 12 years old other was 15 years old 1979 my husband is still both we had a working job in oil company. We brought them in England to be safe and study. 
it was 1982. My third baby was three years old. I took him to the King the Garden. One of the daughter-in-law of Kaleji in Shiraz, day after, when I go, said, your child cannot come anymore to King the Garden. Child kept. I said, why not? said, because he's Baha'i, he's a spy. I said, two years old, two years, three years old baby, a spy? said, yes. Yes, because you are Baha'i, you are a spy. When did the arrests of the Baha'is begin? It started exactly 1980, and we separated 11 Baha'is. Nine members of National Spiritual Assembly, and then two others disappeared 11 until today, nobody knows. Mm. Nobody knows what happened to them. And then after that, attacked to all the Baha'is house around in Shiraz. More than 200 Baha'is were executed. One of them, my brother-in-law, they start city to city, village to village. Many, many Baha'is were homeless. And then also stopped Baha'is pensions. Very, very sad. And I understand you visited the Baha'is in prison. So what was prison life like for these people that got arrested? When my friends were arrested with the family of prisoners, I go with them after eight hours waiting to allow us. They brought them in partition by phone, but talk was controlled. They cannot tell us what the situation tortured them. Always just say, how are you? Are you okay? They said, yes. Yes, okay. Because they were under control and pressure. They told them, you cannot say we torture you. If you say, tell to family, we torture you more. Olia, tell us about your own arrest. It was 29th of November, 1982. Several revolutionary guard. Revolutionary guard, yeah. I rang my home number. Mm-hmm. I said, "Who are you? We are your neighbor." I found that through the other Baha'i were arrest. They came to their house. They make excuse. Your neighbor, we need this. The Baha'i believe that when they coming, they attack to their house. But when they told me that. We are your neighbor, can you open the door? I said, understanding you are not neighbor. Say the truth. Says, open the door. I said, as you know, recently Ayatollah Khomeini announced that don't allow anyone to come to your house. They said, not for you, Baha'i. Not for Baha'i. For other people, because many people, they were against, not happy with the government. Anyway, they came to my home. That time, my son was three years old and was happy play with his bicycle. And then told my husband, don't move. We had a guest, don't move. One guard by gun, they told me that you sitting here and putting the gun through me, 
three other guards had the gun. They go to different room, all saving account, birth certificate, checkbook, anything we had, other photograph, all the Baha'i book confiscated. And then after four hours, they said, let's go. And anybody can look after your child. I said, no, we haven't got anyone. They said to my husband, you stay home, look after your three-year-old child. When they took me to the street to their car, my little boy followed and crying, shout, cry, please don't take my mom. I love my mom. Please, please hold the handle of their car. Stop. Because it was very, very bad shouting, crying. And all the neighbor Muslim came out. What happened? When saw that, oh God, they have gone, all scared back to their house. Why was it that they took you instead of someone else from the house? Why well, did they take you? Yes, because they know me. If any Baha'i homeless, not only Baha'is, when the people were homeless, like when come earthquake, a store, Baha'i community collect food, clothes, facility, and I was one of them to collect the money to the Baha'i community. They gave help because for us all we are one people, one family. Many city was everywhere badly. People lose their house, everything. And then I used to love to help homeless people. Mm-hmm. They told me, it's your crime, why to help to Muslim people? I said, for us, we are one people, one family, one God. Why you say this is your crime? This is the reason they choose me. And what was the charge placed against you? What was the charge? charge was why you are Baha'i, why you help homeless people. Many Baha'i were homeless because they burned their house, mm-hmm. confiscated their houses. I helped them. Any homeless people, any people mm-hmm. they needed. What happened when you arrived in prison? When they took me by their car, they put a gun in my head. I said, why are you putting the gun in my head? said, if you want to escape. I said, I didn't do anything wrong. Why I escaped? When you want to take me where? said, in prison. When I arrived in prison, they blindfolded me. And then mental torture for several hours. I sat there. Then finally, one of them guards took her to the cell. I had the blindfold suddenly opened one door and pushed me inside. Suddenly, it was dark. Lady guard inside said, are you Baha'i? She know that 40 Baha'is we were arrested. And then that night, one by one, when the door opened, dark cell suddenly pushed prisoner and then fell down, was very bad, treated. That night, 
we couldn't sleep because we wrote more and more. And then after that, I stopped for interrogation. I was lucky because with the group, with the lady Baha'is, we were together. Belang for us. They gave us one rule of newspaper. They said, you are untouchable. And then you, one by one, they said, are you still Baha'i? We said, yes. They suddenly, they put the gun against our head and said, we won't kill you if not deny your faith. Are you still Baha'i? We said, yes. Really, is if I tell you that, very, very difficult. Right. Always I said, I wish make one day documentary in prison to show the people to watch that. Our food, one plate food, and mm-hmm. said, share with three others. We said, very smooth, said, here is not your home. And then they gave us one dirty blanket. And then we have no bed. We sell what six by four meter, two what joined together, 100 prisoners with the drug addict were Muslim, political, Sick people, oh, was really painful. They took them for torture. They brought them back. You know, they tortured. They tortured people. Come and brought them in front of you. You can see the bleeding people. Over 250 lashes beaten by electric cable in their back, in their feet. Why do you think you were not physically tortured? Three months before arrest me, I had a dream, Abdul Baha, son of Baha'u'llah. He showed me this prison, this cell. Later I was that cell. In my dream, he told me that you have to become my neighbor. I love you, become my neighbor. But be sure I will protect you. I will save your life. Twice time, they took me in basement with Mahshir Niruman, which place was for torture, physical torture. My eyes was blindfold. And then my heart was boom, boom, boom. I said, Abdul Baha, they want to torture me. Twice time, they took us to that basement for torture. But they didn't torture me physically. I don't know. Many people, maybe they have experience about the dream. Many people, they don't believe that. But I believe that Abdul Baha saved my life for reason. Afterward, I understand what reason will of God was some plan for me. How long were you in prison? Nearly two months I was in prison. One month we have no any contact with family. Two prisons we been. First was called Sepa in Shiraz. Then second one was Sendal Adelaba prison. We been third floor for prisoner were for executed. In Sepa I have to explain that Someday eight hours, someday twelve hours, someday even sixteen hours. Question: Who is Baha'i? Who was a member of assembly? Question: Lot, lot. They want information. We explained to them that 
we Baha'is, we are not involved with politics, but they don't believe that. When I was a second time in that prison, they told me that if you give deed your house, you will be free. One of thank God, I don't know, this man told me that when they want to discharge me from that prison, he said to me, 22 people, Baha'is, your name also was list, you will be hanged, 22, 22 people. I was surprised this guard, who was it? Maybe when I used to oil company working, help her family, his family, I don't know who was it. He said that you are not free, you are temporary. They won't follow you, find more Baha'is, don't stay in Shiraz. I said, I didn't do anything wrong. I love my home. I want to go. He, he said, they took your deed of your house. They won't take your house as well. Anyway, when I was discharged temporary, as this gentleman told me, exactly a few days later, attacked to my house for second time, my neighbor Muslim, which I tell you did my neighbor Muslim, when I was in the jail prison, she, with the 12 Muslim neighbor, wrote a letter to my interrogator, and they said, why you arrest my good neighbor? Even my boss, oil company, although I was sacked from my job, with all colleagues, men and women, wrote a letter. They said, why you arrest her? Please, soon as possible, discharge her. They all defense me. And my neighbor, for second time, when saw revolutionary guard came to arrest me, I didn't know because our house had two doors, front and back door, and then she rang and say, my husband picked the phone, said, quick, 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 from back door, you escape, because now my husband occupied them. Poor revolutionary guard, they won't arrest your wife again and kill her. That time, my little boy was poor, three years old, was sick in the bed, high temperature. We escaped from back door, and then we went to other city from Shiraz. Only we had the one car. Olio, was that the beginning of your escape from Iran? Yes. Tell us about your escape from Iran. When we, my car came from Shiraz to Tehran, we sold that car, Baluch who know the way through the border Iran and Pakistan. We gave that money six days and night, border Iran and Pakistan through the mountain. I would like to add something. In prison, I told them about my dream to Baha'i prisoner because I feel Abdul Baha told me that I will save your life. If the discharge me, I love go out, tell the world our story because I was witness. 
the same day when called me for this charge, they said, please, please promise to us, go out of Iran, tell the world, because we don't want what happened to us to happen to anyone. I promise to them. So you, when I arrived, you were going to talk about when you arrived in Pakistan? I went to United Nations. I told them what happened in mm. Iran, and mm. we applied go to England. Then I start to write all my memories. Our life very hard, difficult, because we have not enough money. Border Iran and Pakistan through the mountain. If you read my book, you will be surprised how we survived. Even by helicopter, revolutionary guard searching for us. That was miracle. I wrote their memory exactly two months later when I was in Pakistan. I had a dream I never ever forget. In my dream, suddenly one of them, my relative, Mrs. Nusad Yaldai, come said, Olia, Olia, look at us. Why are you crying? Look, all we are free like you now. Look at us. Be happy. We are free. Suddenly, I wake up crying. My husband wake said, why are you crying? I said, oh, they killed them. They said, why you, you, you have no phone, you have not contact. Why you said they killed them? I said, I had a dream that women all come to me and said, don't cry. Be happy. We are free now. Like you, we are here now. Said, oh, they are free. I said, no, their souls are free, but their body was killed. I couldn't sleep morning. I went to Baha'i Center in Pakistan, asked the secretary contact. Mr. Henderson was secretary of Baha'i in America, and then says, any Baha'is were killed? said, yes, last night, 10 Baha'i women were killed. Two days before, six Baha'i men were executed. And then I said, please ask them to name of them. And then when this gentleman asked, can you tell us their name? One by one said, yes, yes, Mona was 17 years old, and my heart come boom, boom, boom. And then they said, Akhtar Sabit, it was 23 years old, then said, Simin Sabri, 24. I know I was with them. I was same cell. And Shirin Dalman, 25 years old, was graduate in university. Majid Niruma, 27. And Zari Mokimi, also was highly educated. Tahir Siyabashi was nurse as Akhtar Sabit. Her husband, Jamshid Siyabashi, two days before went also killed. Seventy days and night, torture her husband. Dr. Baram Afna, surgeon for heart, and Bahram Yaldai, 28 years old, with mother Nusrat Yaldai, and then Soil Hushman, 
28 years old, just was engaged. Kurosh Hakbin as well. Six Baha'i men were June 1980, all hanged in Bayro, and ten women all together front of each other. Mona was last one. One guard later told to mothers, Mona said, your daughter was very, very strong. When by one woman hanged them, she was lost and prayed for them. And then she was lost. One kissed the rope, put her necks and prayed for the rest of passes. This is a story of love, a story of sacrifice. So, Olya, you finally wrote your memoir called Olya's Story. It was published in 1994. 1993, exactly anniversary of 10 Baha'i Lady, exactly same day, were hung. So the book was published in 1993, and you're saying it was published exactly 10 years to the day when those yeah. 10 ladies were hung. And also by German language, 1995, mm-hmm. and also 1996 by Portuguese and also Spanish as well. Now it's been nearly 30 years since that book was published. Yes, nearly 30 years, exactly right. right. And you're still finding interest in that book by the public? Yes. I remember was in England for children was in the King Garden and they asked me teachers to tell them that about love, unity. Mm-hmm. I talked to them, I said it's very difficult. And they said no, they should learn about love and cope if something happened to them, trust in God. And then media was interested. Even dignitary people, I went to United Nations, European Parliament, I went to Geneva as well. So, Olio, tell me about what will be different about this book than the first book, Olio's Story. Okay, exactly follow up of that first book, because that first book show what's happened revolution in Iran what happened, mm-hmm. what they did to the Baha'is. I have to tell you when last my interrogator brought my three-year-old son, put in my lap and says that, do you love your children? I said, yes, I do. said, do you love this baby? I said, of course. said, if you deny your faith, you will be free. I said, I'm sorry. I cannot deny my faith. We believe unity of religion, we believe independent investigation of truth, we believe equality of men and women, we believe that religion must be agreed with science reason, we believe religion must be cause of unity and love, we believe all manifestation of God is one, we believe one God, we are one family, one people. Interrogators said no, only one religion in Islam. If you not deny your faith, I will kill your child in front of you and then kill you as well. I said, you can kill our body, but you cannot kill our souls. That is it. Reason 
I want to second book show that they kill their body, but they cannot kill the souls. Those souls of those 10 women, not only 10 women, over 200 Baha'is. And then look at that. They helped me. More than 1,000 interviews I had around the world to people to know that. This is very powerful second book as well. So many experience when they publish, amazing, innocent. Still, until today, happened. Attacked my family's house, many, many Baha'is Iran in prison day by day, every day. And Baha'is, they have no any right. They do not enjoy the basic human rights granted to other citizens in Iran. The Baha'i youth, they don't allow them to go to university. I think that, honestly, prison was best university for me. Mm. I learned that. I mm. don't feel any hate government in Iran. I mm. remember when the mental torture, I was badly in prison. I don't feel any hate. When do you think your second book will come out? I'm not sure. I have so many information. Everywhere when I go, I record it by video. Need a lot of work to do. What do you want to say to the people of the world about the plight of the Baha'is in Iran? I can see day by day when the Baha'is are arrested very badly. All people, even Muslim, even Christianity, all people, media, defense, the Baha'is. I love to thank them to know that Baha'i faith is really seven million around the world. They know that aim of the Baha'i faith, love, unity, and peace established in the earth. I don't feel any hate government Iran. I forgive them and pray for them. By revenge, by fighting, nothing achieved. Mm -hmm. I love people, all religion, all people come together. Because one God, one people, we are one land, we are as all one family. By fighting, we cannot achieve anything. We have to support each other. Olio, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this interview with Olia Ruhi Zadigan, who was imprisoned in Iran and was able to escape and wrote the memoir, Olia's Story, a survivor's dramatic account of the persecution of Baha'is in revolutionary Iran. In the introduction to this interview, I referred to one of the women hanged for their belief, a 16-year-old named Mona. I play various musical pieces following this interview dedicated to this brave young teenager. You can find this interview and other interviews on the website abahaiperspective.com and on the YouTube channel A Baha'i Perspective. You can find this podcast on Spotify and iTunes. For information specifically on the Baha'i faith, you can go to the website baha'i.org or you can call the number 1-800-22-UNITE. I hope you'll join me next time on A Baha'i Perspective. 
This song is about a girl named Mona. She was executed at the age of 16. And until the last moment, she stood strong in the face of oppression. Innocent people torn from their homes What is this prejudice? What is this hatred? Carried in sacks and beat to the bone How is this violence meant to be sacred? Yeah, we all gotta sacrifice But their souls carry on in the afterlife Their souls carry on in the afterlife Their souls carry on in the afterlife And among these Baha'is arose one girl Had one dream just to change the world They said, what could she do? Cause she's only 16 She could recognize truth that nobody had seen She could change the world one soul at a time Where is her freedom a gift divine? She said reunion is life, separation is death That's what I I gotta say to my last breath Go ahead, take me, take me home But don't take my family, take me alone Alright, go ahead, take us, take us all I'm gonna kiss the rope, I'm gonna raise the call She said Just take my soul away Can you free me from these chains? God, where have you She said freedom is the most brilliant word that exists in the whole world So why am I not free to exist in this community? I got dreams of liberty, but when I open up my eyes all I see is tyranny And I swear by the red in my veins that there is no love I can only see pain, I can only see the blood that'll drip like rain Only see the villains that are killing with no shame And the filling up the cemetery with all of my friends Not willing to stop, they go again and again They're coming real fast and they're coming to attack I'll sit right here, just breathe and relax Think fast, it'll make me smile Gotta close my eyes, pray for a while Cause reunion is life, separation is death That's what I gotta say to my last breath Go ahead, take me, take me home But don't take my family, take me alone Alright, go ahead, take us, take us all I'm gonna kiss the rope, I'm gonna raise the call And now I'm ready to go, so please set me free Please break these chains, Lord, when will it be? Just take my soul Children. 
Mona, the comfort they feel. 
of this courtroom, I closed my eyes and saw the future Around the time that we heard from the prosecutors And your honor, I think you've already made your choice So to the jury, please excuse me if I rejoice Cause it was years ago, back when I decided to save a place inside my heart Where Baha'u'llah's resided And my family all around the world will watch and pray So I am not alone, will I surrender? Not today can take my life, my away. life away. This love will never change. This love will never change. They can take my rights uh, away. Yeah, I'll, I'll grow stronger every day. You can take my life away. This love will never change. No, my love will never change. They can take my rights uh, away. Yeah, I'll grow stronger every day. Yeah. To an education, my right to the living I'm making, and yet they keep taking away from me. My material possessions have been ruined and put to pieces. My spirit remains a whole, my attachment thus decreases. Still in the state of times have changed, they haven't changed enough. The friends must hide, obey, pray to avoid themselves handcuffed. Battles change, but sacrifice remains the same. This is my devotion that ignites my inner flame. They can take my life. Take my rights away, but I'll grow stronger every day. They can take my life away, but this love will never change. They can take my rights away, but I'll grow stronger every day. Yeah, they can take my life away, but this love will never change. This love will never change. They can take my rights.
nation And the nearest atom which the outpouring of thy loving kindness assisted Shall shine even as the radiant star Take me 